welcome back to the Essential Blue Podcast. My name is Tommy and I'm your host. So today, on a beautiful day, Chelsea are safe in the Champions League again. So to talk about this, I'm joined by Tori and I'm joined by Olu. Sorry, I'm joined by Oli. <laughs> I can be Olu if that's what you want. I can be Olu. <laughs> Yo, I mean it's ten. It's ten p.m. right now. So, guys, listen. I'm such an early bird person. So, bear with me. Tommy's ready to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I go to bed at nine p.m. So, apologies, guys. But yeah, I'm joined by my favorite gang. So I'm joined by Tori and I'm joined by Olu. Oli. Oh my god. I'm sorry, Oli. Yeah. I... <laughs> How you guys doing? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good, thank you. The the game today was absolutely fantastic. Thought it was a it was a brilliant performance. Thought we did really, really well. Yep. I mean, Tori, how are you? It's been ages. It's been ages with Oli as well. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, like I'm I'm obviously fine, but like you know, <laughs> Chelsea. I'm my mental health. This club not good for it. <laughs> Oh, I'm happy that we actually came out of today with a comfortable win because right. we haven't had like a smooth sailing game like this in such a long time. Yeah, so. like this is the happiest I've been with a performance. God, I don't even remember where. Against yeah, Spot, like, like Juventus last season. Like we've oh. been deep in the trenches. It's been poor. So. It's been rough. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Milan actually helped because they didn't really play to the ability, to the best of their ability, to be honest. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, they had a lot of injuries, to be fair. You know, like, they, they were missing quite a few players, like the, the Theo Hernandez, who, you know, is really good for them. But but they really just didn't turn up today. They were really poor, especially for um, our second goal that we scored. Yeah, I know. I know, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but okay, let's dissect the game a bit before we talk about moment and match and all that. So obviously, I hate to say this, but I missed the first 20 minutes of the game. But I don't think I missed anything else. We saw this four finals goal. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know where yeah, to start from. But... Uh, honestly, yeah, you didn't really miss all that much. Like um, Milan yeah. in the first fight, 15 were probably actually the better team. Um, and then after that, it was it was all us, you know. And and the longer the game went on, the better we got. Um, we really really grew into the game. And um, by by the end of the second half, we were playing some champagne football. It was really beautiful. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Um, for Fano's goal was really good as well. I mean, it wasn't smashing, but I was happy for him because he got his first goal for the club. So yeah, it was really nice. Such a... It was nice to see, you know, like he, like it was good to see us pouncing along in the box and being really sort of clinical, you know, like we got three goes at it yeah. um, from yeah. the corner from, uh, and you know, Thiago Silva, man, you know, like we're doing really well um, with the aerial ball, won everything in the air today, offensively and defensively, Literally, and it led to a goal. There is yeah. never a game that we have that we don't talk about how great Thiago Silva is. Like he's so know, good. Right? It's it's literally it's ridiculous. How can he be the best defender on the pitch and be the best attacker too? Like, yeah, and, he, and he's always like twice the age of some of the players on the bench. You know, like the unbelievable talent. Like, just, I know. He, and the older he gets, the better he gets. I can't understand it. He's like aging in reverse. I hope he plays the fo- till he's forty because he's he's, he's incredible. He's just a, a a great person to be honest. Like a great footballer. You could, you could really see uh, another. 
another season out of him possibly at Chelsea you know like I think yeah. a lot of people expected this to be his last season maybe for us before he made no, Brazil or somewhere else but I, I could definitely definitely see him doing another another season with us at least just cross you know hopefully win the league before he retires and all that yeah oh, but I'd yeah, love Tor- that for him I really would <laughs> I know he deserves it yeah yeah Tori what was your reaction to Fofana's goal I mean did I miss anything before the goal was there anything um, else to that no, like Oli said, like really there wasn't much going on before the goal. Um like yeah, AC Milan were initially like very dominant in the beginning minutes. But like something I've chance, been What'd you say? Mount had a good chance. Um Oh you, yes. On the on the counter, um Abamyang pulled it back slightly behind him from the from um from outside the box. Uh, Mount um, I, forced a really I, good save from their keeper. Yeah, it wasn't it was it wasn't a bad effort. He did good, but I I would have liked for him to score today. I won't lie. So well, he did. He just didn't count. Yeah, I mean he was <laughs> offside. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's fast forward a bit. So obviously, I think in the first half we had that Sterling chance where he was meant to square it to Aubameyang and he fluffed his lines as usual. I don't know about you guys, but Sterling has. <laughs> Sterling has been getting on my nerves, you know? Yeah, Tori, what can you say? He's been getting on my nerves, actually, Sterling. I don't I didn't know what, if you saw my tweet, but I literally said that sometimes Sterling plays football like a brain-dead chicken. Like, <laughs> he... I, t- I just can't believe him sometimes. Like, he's, like, I such know. a immense player, but some other times he also has really poor decision-making. I like, think sometimes he's just a bit slow. Like sometimes yeah. he thinks in slow motion, but I think you can't really hide the quality, you know. Like even if he does annoy you, he'll still pop up with a goal or an assist or Oh yeah, that's and for that's sure. just how good he is. You know, like yeah. I, I think getting getting him is a is a really good uh is a has been an absolute coup for us. And we you know what? We've he's a really good presence in the dressing room as well. And you can no, see that positivity, especially after today returning. I completely agree with you. Me saying that was just like based off of how he was playing today. Yeah. But I've yeah. always said that Sterling was a good buy. He's definitely like like you said, is even for me, it's more about the dressing room and the 100%. fact that a lot of our squad is young. But Sterling mm-hmm. is a very experienced, you know, he's won like how many Premier Leagues now? Scored over 100 goals. So he's definitely the kind of person that we should be adding to our squad. But, but you're not he wrong, needs though. to he stay sharp. He, sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I don't know if he's just like not quite thinking or if he's, you know, he, if he doesn't quite see the play because he, 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 he dribbles quite well so he keeps the ball at his feet. I don't know if he's just looking down instead of sort of looking up. But... Um, <laughs> You know, yeah. I don't know. Like, but you're right because sometimes he does need to re- re- release the ball a bit sooner. True. No, but Tori, you're right because like this was a criticism of his at uh, Man City. Obviously, I used to watch a lot of Man City for the past since Pep came, basically. And Sterling is the kind of player that he, you see. You guys have seen his compilations, whatever. Like he make he he does stupid things. Like like Tori said, he has brain dead moments at times. Like he does stupid things. Like and today was a good example I don't know if you guys remember the Chelsea Tottenham game where he had the chance to square to Cucurella and then he decided to go for goal and then because I think that, that would have made it 2-0 because right after Rhys James was it right after Rhys James scored or I can't remember yeah I no, remember before, that. yeah yeah so he this is what he does he did it at Man City as well but would this you say he's he a bit does. selfish yeah he's a bit selfish and a bit annoying basically 
<laughs> I don't think it's selfish. I think it's just bad decision making. Like he may he may just think to like I, it's a it's a thinking thing. He doesn't think quick enough. So like if you see, for instance, he won't see Cucurella coming in, running in by the side to square it to him. Instead, yeah. you'll think, oh, there's no one here. I might as well take the shot. <laughs> And take the shot. Yeah, but you know, you you don't get to a hundred Premier League goals without you know without without just shooting sometimes. True, oh, yeah. but it's about moments. You know? It's about moments. Like you need like That's that. True. But you are right because it was. And I'm sure Oli remember. Yeah, it was a it was a it was um a pivotal moment in the game. I'm sure I remember that. Yeah. Don't you? Certainly. Yeah. 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 But to cut him some slack though. I mean, Tomori made a fantastic tackle, a recovery run as well. So it's cut him some slack to be honest. But yeah, yeah. Tomori. I thought. I thought. After I thought Tomori had a good first half, yeah. Um, and actually, after that, he really struggled. Uh, specifically, <laughs> actually, you know, like I think he was getting dragged out everywhere, everywhere this way and that way. Um, and for the second goal, uh, defensively from him specifically, that was so poor. Um, you know, like but the whole the whole AC Milan backline for that second goal was really dire. Uh, but him, him especially, I think. True, true. I mean, it's like what was the hype? But yeah, um, let's let's talk about the second goal actually. So I don't remember too much about it, but I know Rhys James got the assist. And I, before, who got the assist to the assist? I can't remember, but... Chilwell made the cross and it went over everybody. Look, exactly, we all thought the yeah. attack was dead. And then suddenly, you know what? You got Aubameyang right there in the box. And that's what we've brought him to do. Uh, just poke those goals home. And, and tell you what, I, if it stays 1-0... You know, like then it's a really dangerous game, and you know Milan might come back into it, and and it could have gone any which way. You know, Liao was was really tearing tearing us up down that left hand side, so he was doing really well. If he got a chance, they could have got a penalty. Anything could have happened. So, oh, yeah. having 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 a Bamiang in the in the box, ready to just sort of tap a goal in like that, is is so valuable. True, you know true. the crazy thing about that goal, oh. he didn't even think about it, like. It was. It was. He, I don't even think he realized that he scored because he clearly just saw the ball and just tapped it in. Like, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he, he, I scored." Because he wasn't even smiling when he did his stupid backflip. Like, it was a front flip, <laughs> and he almost, he almost, he almost didn't land it. He's 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 getting old, you know. He's getting old. Yeah, but guys, um, I almost forgot to um acknowledge Kepa's save. Do you remember the save before the halftime interval? Kepa made a yeah. He Kepa is the guy. doing pretty well. I won't lie. He looks like he's got his confidence back. It's really nice to see it. But I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, you never know when it's Kepa. You never know when one yeah, is Kepa I'm not going to lie. He's got noodly <laughs> wrists. You never know. <laughs> well, we kept a clean sheet today. So, you know, for yeah. finally. Well, we haven't kept a clean sheet since Everton, you know, in all competitions. Correct me if I'm wrong, oh but in all competitions. Isn't you know, Everton our first... first game of the season? You know, I know. Exactly. Stop. You know what? You, you, we haven't won a game by more by two goals or more since February. Wow, what a laugh! Yeah, what's that? Awful. <laughs> like... <laughs> really glad, oh. really glad to see it. Really looked like the players were up for it today. You know, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was partially the tactics. Maybe it was just you know they knew they had to get a result. I don't know, but we we were playing some absolutely scintillating football, and the third goal for Reese James really sort of capped it all off. Because after that, we kind of. Switched off a little bit because oh, we knew the game was won, goal. but that's fine. That was amazing. The pick up that bunch, goal just—it just gave it. me flashbacks to UV because that was basically the exact same goal he scored against UV. 
Was it at the same end? Yeah, though, yeah, it was at the same end, literally the exact same way, like slight, like, but actually not the same way. He, this one yeah, went yeah. up, the other one was down, but it was the same yeah. angle. Yeah, and he just knows how to. He just knows how to get the ball in the net, Reese James. Yep, if, yep. if you ask me, he's the best fullback in world football at the moment. No question. Oh yeah, Absolutely definitely, no in my opinion as well. One hundred percent. So uh, obviously, we're talking about third goal now. I don't think we missed anything in between and anything after because it was just that in the game. Like any other talking points? I don't think so, right? After yeah, there's a few. If we wanted to talk about sort of like man of the match, moment of the match, things like that. No, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, any like incident in the game i mean before we go into that but i mean like i mean no i don't think I mean, so no, no, we covered mount's so. offside goal didn't we yeah yeah yeah, yeah tori tori yeah no i was saying i don't think there's uh, after reese's goal like i was just very happy that we didn't concede i feel like that was just a very big like the fact that we saw the clean sheet through was yeah. very is very very good because i wasn't expecting us to do that like i'm always prepared for heartache with Chelsea. Especially against someone like Giroud as well, who who exactly. is you know, like an out and out gunman, you know, like kept him quiet today. Thiago Silva did really well. Yeah. I cannot believe Giroud didn't score. <laughs> like <laughs> No, don't worry. We're still gonna go to San Siro next week, so don't worry. Let's see what happens. I predict a two one actually. Yeah, but okay. Um Oli, what was the man of the match for you and what moments did I in the game? Uh, oh god! Moment moment of the match is probably Reese James's goal. Um, I know, just because it was it was taken so well. Because I'm going first, I get the best option to pick. But um, you know, like he, he, the way he took it, it was just it's really really reminiscent of like that classic kind of Reese James performance. And he's a big game player. He really plays well on the big stages, so really really important. And and kept Rafael Leal reasonably quiet all night, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, man of the match. I'm going to go for a slightly different one um, than you might expect. I'm actually going to go for Ruben Loftus Cheek because I thought he absolutely bossed it in midfield today. No, you stole um, did mine. Really, really well. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, he absolutely bossed it in midfield today. Did really, really well. Really physical. Moved the ball quickly. Got up the pitch. You know, like did everything he was supposed to do, and and really, really ran the show um, from midfield. And and I was a bit nervy coming into it because I wasn't sure how he would fare, because it was kind of his first game under Potter, but he absolutely shot. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good performance from him. Yeah, he had a decent You know, I want to, like, add to what, yeah, Oli said just now, because I remember um, we were talking about on the group chat about, oh, the pivot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, trust me when I say that this is the right pivot to use, because from yeah. watching Milan, you need somebody that's high-octane, high-energy, can actually run up and down the pitch, which is why it made sense. Because obviously, if Kante is injured, if Kante is injured, the next best thing we have is someone like Ruben that can actually sit, but and and but also be able to be dynamic and be able to run around. So I had a feeling that he'd have a good game, and he did, which wasn't a surprise to me. So yeah, but since he, since he's um Oli said him as his man of the match, I think it's fair to go with Thiago Silva as mine. Mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> for real, because he was just so good. Like, let's have it right. Like, without him, we wouldn't have scored the first goal because that guy, he just kept on winning the headers after header after header. He's just so good and he just reads the game so perfectly. He's so, not the I tallest, but he's so good in the air, isn't he? Like, yeah, he was winning all the headers and he's not even that tall. 
So I wonder how. Crystal Palace comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, Tori, your moment of the match. Um, I guess we could also go for Reese James's goal, just because I really liked it. Gave me UV vibes, and everyone knows that UV was is my favorite game that I've been to at the bridge. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think I'll say Reese James' goal as well. I love when the ball hits the top of the roof. It's one of my favorite type of goals. I mean, obviously yeah, the roof I, of the net before the back. It's so it's so satisfying. Because <laughs> I was like, before he scored, I was like, where are you gonna place this ball? And next thing I see the top, the roof of the roof of the net is rattling, and I loved it. it such such a nice goal. Man of the match for me, I'll probably say um, maybe it's it. Nah, I'm not sure. Maybe. Mount, I guess, because I, I saw how busy he was, and he he seemed really? to be. I thought he, you were gonna go for Reese James. I, no, Reese James was fun. Yet. He was fantastic, but I'm saying I I noticed Mount actually. Mount seemed like he was making things happen as well. I mean, he really grew I'm... into the game as well. Actually, in fact, the better that he got, the better our performance got because he was really struggling in the first fifteen twenty minutes. He he, I don't know if anyone saw that part where he sort of like fell over like trying to trap the ball and then like made a misplaced bar. He had a really hard like 15 minutes. And then after that, it just seemed to open up for him. I don't know if Potter yelled to like something for him to change something on the sideline, but he did really well after that. And he yeah, needs a bit it. of confidence. Should have scored today. Uh, was unlucky not to have one count. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you mentioned Potter there, actually. I want to ask you guys about, so obviously Tori spoke about the pivot. I want to ask you about, do you think Potter did like a tactical Excuse me, a tactical tweak because um, we know Ruben and Kovacic never ever keep a clean sheet. Obviously, I know the defenders kept a clean sheet, Kulibali and Koba. I mean, whenever we play Ruben and Kova, it will always expose, you know, you guys know, you could think of any game. We've never kept a clean sheet with those two as a pivot. But do you think Porter perhaps did like a tactical switch or something? Um, that might have been the case. Yeah, like, because yeah. I think. Um, I think what might have happened is is to, you had Mount dropping back a little bit more into midfield to help support them, uh, you know, and create a passing option so they weren't getting like overrun. And then you also had, sorry, you also had um, the likes of um, Reese James and, and and Ben Chilwell, the fullbacks today. They were starting a little bit further back, mm-hmm. um, and and that allowed um, that allowed the midfielder the midfield to get a little bit more forward before they then the fullbacks bombed on. So mm. I thought maybe that was the that was the tactical tweak. So it allowed for uh, the midfield to be a little bit more fluid and a little bit more dynamic and a little bit more forward thinking as well. Mm. Interesting, Tori. What do you have to say? I mean, I mean, what Oli said makes makes sense. But like when I saw the lineup, I thought to myself, this is exactly what I would do if I wanted to play it safe. In in the sense that like. Like I said, I thought the correct thing to do was to put Kova and Ruben together because that way we could actually match Milan in midfield. Because if we put Georgie there, trust me when I say he would have been overrun. So it was a change. I think the physicality of it, it wouldn't have. And you know what? When he came on, we kind of, we didn't lose control of the game, but we definitely weren't playing as well. Yeah, we weren't playing, exactly. That's true. We weren't playing as well as we were when he came on. And I feel like that, I mean, yeah, everyone kind of knew that, that that's why Georgie couldn't start. So I feel like at the end of the day, I feel like things just kind of cancelled itself out. Like, 
um, our midfield matched up with their midfield. Italians, I no disrespect to the Italian teams, but they're generally they gen, they're generally a bit more pragmatic. So even yeah. though they had more possession, they were just passing between their defenders. Like they weren't even like giving us a show. The only person that was trying was Liao, and like you know, James had him yeah. on lock. So it wasn't like yeah. we were like yeah. even we they we were so open and they were yeah. trying to attack and whatever. No, it really wasn't like that. So, yeah, I think this is the first time we saw Chilwell doing that kind of underlapping thing as well that he did um, under Tuchel, uh, you yeah. know, and like coming sort of into midfield and um, sort of releasing the ball, then running through in through centrally to be able to to receive the ball in a more advanced position, but in the middle of the, in the park. Um, yeah. And I, you know, like I thought uh, that worked really, really well because uh, they couldn't really track him all game, and he was a good outlet. Yeah, I would have loved to see Korea do that. I won't lie to you. Was he on the bench though? Was Cucurella on the bench? Uh, I yeah, actually well. don't know, but he was. But he's not fully fit, as far as we know. Anyway, mm. yeah, he was. Uh, I, I, I think he was that. ill or something, so he's probably not fully fit. Um, yeah, he might uh, play against Wolves at the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. It leads me to ask this, Oli. You spoke about Chiu. I was actually have notes here. I was like, oh, Chiu starts the second game in a row. He's gradually building up his fi- fitness, which is good, right? Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, if we if he if he gets back to what he was doing, uh, you know, like the level he was at before he got that horrible injury, it'll, we'll yeah. have the best fullback pairing. If we don't already, we'll have the best fullback pairing in the league. No, no, absolutely no doubt. Because Reese James is the best fullback in the world. It's just about yep. having partners him on the other side. So if Chilwell gets yeah. gets up there, you know, to where he was beforehand, we will be absolutely laughing. No, no doubt. Because then you can swap him and Cucurella out. It allows Potter to be more tactically flexible if Cucurella wants to. If they want to play Kukurea in um in, at centre back uh, instead, so, and you know it allows him to sort of tweak things a little bit based on our opposition, which is what Potter likes to do. So uh, yeah, it's him. Him being good is good for the squad. Alright, Terry. Um, Terry, what can you say? Obviously, Oli just spoke about Rhys James. Now I have on my notes saying we don't have a cover for Rhys James, and Rhys James has played two ninety minutes in a row. I think he needs to rest. But we, the thing is, we don't have a cover for him. I mean, you could play Ruben there. But then, personally, I think yeah. Ruben is the right wing back, not midfield. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> reminiscent of Tuchel again. But yeah, I mean, what can you first, say? Cause firstly, yeah, yeah. I firstly, I love Ruben in that right wing back role. Um, yeah. I just like him everywhere. I kind of like wherever he plays, me, I'm good. But <laughs> anyway, you are <laughs> right in saying that we need um cover for Reese. I think yeah. it's just the case of like you know, I, you know the truth is I feel like Reese is so good that no one wants to come and be a right back at Chelsea because <laughs> they know that they're never going to play. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you know I, I I actually disagree that we need to necessarily or like outright buy a replacement um for or like a second choice for for Reese James because if you've seen the way that Potter played. With um, remember when we played Sterling at wing back, and that's in quotes because he wasn't really at wing back. Um, you know, he played that sort of really high, really wide outlet for midfield. Um, you know, and and he was on paper it was a wing back, but he wasn't really. Um, so that could be you know if if for a game that Reese is is injured, or you know if he's injured or if he's unwell, if he's just you know like he's played too many games in a row, he's fatigued. You could um, have someone like Sterling play that role, or even someone like uh, I think Broya came on a little bit and played that role a little bit at the front three um, when he came on. 
you know, that sort of high and wide player, but not not yeah. from not coming back to wing back. But you know, if I don't know, I could see it happening because we had it on the one side with with Sterling. I can't remember who we were playing against, but that he was the wing back on paper, but he was actually more of a high and wide winger. If you just reverse that, have Sterling on the other side from that right hand side, I think that could work. No, I agree with you, Oli. And he played then against some um, Salzburg. That, it was Salzburg. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And yeah. but the thing is, though. Let's be real. We all know that attackers hate playing wing back. And yep. it, it's fine if like they do it for one or two games, whatever. But if we should have a situation where like last season Reese was injured for like a good six weeks. Yeah. And that was that was I remember that period. That was one of the worst six weeks of my life. <laughs> so... <laughs> right. It was depressing when they were both when him and Joel were both actually, injured was very depressing. I it know. was I the, the thing about that is is you can but that's what I mean is is what I was saying was with that role that that Sterling plays it's only really a wing back on paper and Potter's got the interpersonal skills hopefully to explain that to them that while it's a wing back on player uh, on paper you wouldn't be playing that in practice no and yeah. the other thing is is I get a bit frustrated as well when 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 uh, we people say that our attackers don't like playing wing back and cuz you're not wrong at all, Tori. You're actually absolutely correct. But the wing back is such an important role in our system. It's the most advanced. Mo- so m- most of the time, it's the most attacking point on in our team are the wing backs. Yeah. So you know, it's quite a big responsibility to play there. Um, yeah. You know, and and maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe some of the players don't like playing there because it's such a big responsibility, and you can't really fill Reese James's shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely <laughs> agree with that. You know, when you think about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I was just going to say, Pulisic springs to mind. But yeah, Tori, go. <laughs> no, yeah. I was even going to give an example. So basically, you remember how last season we were at the top of the world and yep, then Kili and James got injured and all of a sudden we're like, what's going on? So I feel like it's just because the two of them, they're such high quality. I, I agree that like Tugel's system used to rely so much on the wing backs and on their ability. So, like, you're right. There's so much responsibility on that role. And if you're not as good, like, it's so... When we switched to Alonso and Aspi, like, it was hey. so obvious that we had switched. Hey. Like, it was very clear. Yeah. Listen, the, the listen, drop we, love, we love Alonso on this podcast. We love him. <laughs> Leave Alonso but he's alone. But just, like, unfortunately... We, um, we love sorry, Alonso on this podcast. But, he, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he just... He wasn't. He wasn't at the level. <laughs> Yeah, leave Alonso alone. That's not me. That is absolutely not me bashing him, by the way. I'm just like saying the truth if we're being honest. Oh, yeah, um, I'll bash him a little bit because it really annoys Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. Let's let's talk about something else. I think yeah, we're gonna see obviously we got tested today, relatively, but we're gonna get the real test at San Siro. We'll see how Chelsea deal with that. But yeah, before that we have to talk about wolves. So Who are you gonna root for, Tommy? Yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, Real question. You like wolves though. You follow wolves really, like a lot. You know, yeah, like, I'm sure you'll be happy. Uh, you'll be happy whoever wins. No, 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 no. Chelsea all the way. I do like <laughs> wolves. <but> Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea my number one club, primary club. Don't Chelsea all the way. Yeah, but um, so obviously you know, we could talk about Costa. We could talk about wolves, but I mean, wolves obviously sacked their manager. But do you want to talk about Diego Costa first? Costa's oh, going back to that guy. Like for yeah, real? To be fair, it was long overdue, you know. 
it was long overdue. He got sacked, I think, after West Ham. And they played shockingly bad, as usual, actually. But, yeah. Pardon? No, I was just laughing. Um, <laughs> in shocking. terms of Wolves, Wolves yeah. is always... Are we at home? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think so. yeah we're home. Okay, we're at we're... home, so we should be okay. But Wolves is always yeah. a tricky game. Because... Wolves are very well, at least when they used to be good, they were very defensively solid. You know. And they are, and you know, we just don't do well against teams that can defend. <laughs> like, yep. For some odd reason, that is our like, weak point. Anyway, I'm just excited to see Diego Costa back at the bridge. Me too. Like, I'm just, I'm so excited for that. <laughs> I know. Like, Oli, Oli. Hello? Yeah, we were talking about Costa. What can you say about Costa? Wolves and Costa, actually. Wolves and Costa. Tori says she's excited to have Costa back at the bridge. I share the oh, same. It's going to be such a wonderful reunion, isn't it? To, to see him back yeah. at the bridge. I'm really looking forward to it, even if it isn't in Chelsea Blue. Uh, yeah. you, you, you know what? I wouldn't put it past him to score against us. Um, Wolves, Wolves is going to be a really interesting game because we're not really going to be able to prepare for them very easily um, because they've got a new manager. You know, Bruno Lege has been sacked. Uh, you know, you so think- it's going to be a really, really interesting one. Yeah. Now, I was going to say, you're taking a page from Klopp's um, book because Klopp was like, oh, we didn't know how to prepare against Brighton. You know? Yeah, exactly. Get- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I guess you're right, actually. But it makes it difficult for Porter. But I think Wolves will still play. They don't have any managers, interim boss now. But I think Wolves will still play fundamentally the same way. Maybe. Might be wrong, actually. Yeah. yeah. Either way, what I want to see is I I want to see Diego on the pitch. I'd love to see Diego go up against Thiago Silva. I'd love to see that little battle. Uh, You know, I I think we've got to be really careful. Wolves, Wolves, um, especially you know, I know they've been struggling as of late, and that's why their manager got sacked. But you know what? Uh, They might have a bit of a resurgence with the interim manager. You know, like, and they can still really hurt teams. So it's uh, it's really important that we have as good a defensive performance as we had today. Yeah, but why is it always Chelsea though? Why why is it when you're about to play Chelsea, you decide to sack your manager? Why, 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 why? Because you know it gets a result. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Yo, nah, but yeah, I think we'll be fine. I mean, Wolves are... Yeah, after this game, I I trust Potter. I really do. I, I was sort of waiting to sort of... I think for a few games, I've been waiting to sort of be convinced by Potter. And, and now I'm convinced enough that I'll trust him um, as, the, as the head coach because he clearly knows what he's doing. I'm tempted to ask this actually because I want to come back to Tori. But Tori, if you give me permission, I'm tempted to ask Oli this question. Oli, what was your reaction when Tuku got sacked? I was sad. I was very sad. <laughs> well, you, uh, you, you know, yeah, I, I, I was sad, and you know, like it's always a difficult thing because you always have to hindsight makes clouds it a bit because you know you look at what was happening at the time and and you know, the the position of the club and the direction the club wanted to go and it was kind of incompatible to the way Tuchel wanted to, you know, the way Tuchel wanted to operate. It it was clear that him and like Bowley and co didn't really get on that well. Um, and, you know, and the players were starting to suffer for it. And, you know, some of the players, I think he had probably lost the dressing room. Um, so I think if he, if he, if he was ever going to be sacked, it was probably going to be then, um, you know, especially because he was sort of like the last remnants of the, um, of the, yeah. of the previous ownership regime, he was like the last one in terms of yeah. like the um, the first team playing staff, and you know yeah. like the the board and whatnot. So yeah, uh, 
But uh, I think they couldn't, to a certain degree, I don't think they could have picked a better replacement for a project than than Potter because is someone who they know they can back and someone who they know will be patient and someone who plays an attractive brand of football to win the fans over. You know, so I think it's, uh, I think all in all, they, they, they made a good replacement in Potter. I'm yet to be fully convinced he can be as good as Tuchel tactically, but yeah. now that he's got the tools for it in terms of the players, uh, I'd love yeah. to see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, you did allude to that, actually. Yeah, but um, Tori, what can you say about? I know we're still talking about Wolves, but let's talk about Potter's expectations. So, like, what what are your expectations for Potter? Because I know your views on two. Obviously, Oli, you need Oli and anybody anybody listening. You probably need to go listen to episode thirty-one, part one, where we we reacted live. We literally reacted an hour after uh, thirty minutes, actually, as soon as the news broke. Yeah. But we, me, Tori, and Ray, we all reacted to. Um, to go sacking and all that, but yeah, um, yeah, sorry. So about Potter's expectations, like you heard what Oli said. I mean, has Potter won you over? Yeah. <laughs> no, he has not. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than <laughs> a couple of wins to win someone like me over. Let's have it right. I am pissed, and I'm still very pissed at Bully. <laughs> I'm waiting for him to actually come out and tell me what his thought process was. And I want to see receipts. I want to see uh, what people <laughs> said in the group chat that pissed him off. I want to yeah. see everything. <laughs> and maybe then I'll be willing to let it go. <laughs> it really hurt, especially when I saw um, Tuchel's tweets as well. Like, yeah. Oh, like that made me it was so sad that he wasn't expecting it either. Like it just feels yeah. so it felt really snaky, I won't lie to you. But yeah. I mean, you know, he's the new I can understand him. He's a new owner. He wants his own guy that he appointed yeah. to be in charge. Fair enough. Yeah. If I took over a billion dollar business, I would put my own people in charge. So fair enough. Yeah. Um what I will say about Potter though. He, yeah. you know, he's gonna, he's gonna have to do a lot to win over the fans. Like, I mean, I feel like we're slowly coming to terms with it, but I'm yeah. quite. A lot of people are still upset. So yeah, it's, it's still it's still raw because you know. It, yeah. I think the thing is with with Tuchel is he, for the longest time, I think everyone was convinced that the best thing about Chelsea was Tuchel, and you know, like <laughs> as in he was he was the person who could win us any game. You know, yeah. except to a certain degree, and you, he's the one who could win us trophies. Uh, you know, and so except, it's still yeah. really raw, especially with that connection to the Champions League uh, and yeah. all of that. And we'll never ever forget that. And I think that's kind of yeah. part of why it's yeah. it's so emotional because he saw actually a, a lot of success despite only being at Chelsea for less than two years. Yeah, yeah. Games like today, you would never be afraid because you know we had two goals, so it's just like yeah, like obviously we're gonna win. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, when, when Oli was speaking, I was gonna say when you're like everybody, I was like except Chris, but yeah, except Chris. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris, Chris, he's not. He wasn't ever the biggest fan of Tuchel, and you know what? Mate, in some ways, I think he's been a little bit vindicated. Um, by the way, we're playing Unless, now. You know, I think that the the football was very safe before, and it's yeah. nice to see some players now with with Potter ball um, taking a few more risks. I'm not trying to be that person. But yeah, I will nope. be that person because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like Potter came in like what two, three weeks ago. Like it's new manager bounce. I'm not. I I really don't want to be like, oh yeah, it's new manager bounce. But I mean, 
all of them think but about he it. is a new manager and we are bouncing yeah i hear you i mean like, yeah like obviously you're going to want to play your best for the guy yeah. that essentially decides what your career is going to be like now yeah yeah so now- yeah, I, I think yeah. It, I think after October, we've we've got something like nine games this month. Um, we've just played the first one, so I'd be interested to see what we're doing and where we're at and the the style of play, where we're at in the league, Champions League, all of that at the end of this month. Because I think that's good. That this sort of gauntlet of uh, of games we've got coming up is um yeah, and there's some difficult games in there. We've got like Man City in the Cup, for example. Um, no, you know, and, and going back to the San Siro, so that you know, there's. There's a lot. There's going to be a lot of tests for Potter over the next month, and so I think we'll have a better idea about how suited he is for the job at the end of October. So far, it seems to be doing a good job, anyway. So yeah, we'll find out. Um, do you think we'll? So do you think we'll win the trophy? Because actually, I want to. I want to. I want to re- reference somebody. I want to mention somebody. Not really a shout out, but I just want to mention him. So in the previous episode, I was talking to Judah and Ubi, and Judah was like, "Oh, he thinks Chelsea wouldn't qualify to the next round. He thinks." Chelsea fall into the Europa League then well I'm glad Potter and Chelsea proved him wrong but yeah um what do you guys think do you think we're gonna win a trophy this year I mean what do you think what's your what are your expectations again I know it's Potter I, Potter. I yeah. would I, I would really like it if we won a trophy I really would and at the same time I don't think we're gonna win one um because if you think about where we are in terms of the in terms of the project for the club, we're sort of like a year or how, no, we're not even that. We're about six months into a 10 year process, at least with Bowley at the helm. I wouldn't expect us to necessarily see success straight away. I would really like that. Um, But also at the same time, we've seen what winning too, too quickly can do to this club in, in that winning the champions league, for example, papered over the cracks in the squad, Um, you know, and the, and the struggle we had, um, as a result afterwards was partially a result of that, you know, and sort of almost suffering some su- from success, a bit like DJ Khaled, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, so, and that's, and so it, it sort of winning, w- winning a trophy is obviously it's the ultimate goal and that's what you want. But at the same time, if you win too soon, you don't win more later. Yeah. Tori, what can you say? Tori. It's a brilliant answer. Um, yeah. I mean, see, I agree with everything Oli just said, Says, but I have I I did not sacrifice too cool to not win anything because <laughs> that's the thing as well. You know, you can't in a direct comparison. You can't have someone like Tuchel who won the Champions League get sacked and then Potter comes in and not win anything because that exactly. doesn't look good for the owners. It really doesn't look good. It makes you look like you made a dumb decision. It makes so, it like the standard has dropped, and that's not what I yeah. want for the club. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying, oh, we have to win the Premier League, like, but I would like an FA Cup. Let's at least break our Wembley curse. Yeah. <laughs> if we can do that, have a good run in champs, top four, I'd be cool with that. And I feel like that is not pushing. That's not asking for a lot. Like, that's like very I'd like good. To see, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see us really push for a, for a trophy this season if we could. And I would like to see us really quite easily qualify for... um for Europe next season. I think it's going to... I don't know. I, I'm not sure if we'll get both of those things. Um, I, If I had to pick one of them, I probably would pick being in Europe again next season just because of the... In terms of the project, it allows us to, um, yeah. to bring in uh, and recruit the players that we need. But at the same time, I'm, I wouldn't be massively excited about that. Um, I, I would yeah. really like... I would really like us to win a trophy. I'm just not necessarily sure we will yet. I just... Yeah. yeah, but, I, yeah. I feel yeah, like... No, 
it's not the time you're right because it's you know a project but yeah. nah, i feel like we can do something at least domestically yeah. i feel maybe not in europe because yeah. i don't I'm, know if i'm with you guys. Definitely. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say when Oli was speaking. Um, when he says Europe, I'm sure you mean Champions League, no Europe. Yes. Yeah, I don't mean <laughs> like the Conference League. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm hopefully pushing for us to be be in the Champions League next season. Top four. <laughs> top four is the absolute. Let's be honest. It's the bare minimum getting top yeah, four. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, whether we win a trophy on top of that is is something I would really like. Um, I don't necessarily expect it. I would really like us to win a trophy. I really want us to win a trophy. Uh, I'm just not necessarily sure that will happen straight away. But yeah, top four has to be has to be uh, on lock, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. But um, before we talk about something else, the final topic for today, um, I think we're actually in a good position in the league because if we have like, obviously we've not been tested top six wise, but sorry, yeah, top six, top four, yeah, but um. I think we're in a good position in the league. So if we keep going, I think we can perhaps, I mean, I know Terry's going to be like wishful thinking again, but we can perhaps mount a title challenge, perhaps. Nah, you, 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 you are <laughs> talking nonsense. You, we're going to win the league. Yeah, a freak. There's no way that, that City aren't <laughs> winning the league this season. Let me They're tell you that. Absolute freak. I, I, I'm a hater. And I will be praying for Haaland's downfall. Like, I will actively... <laughs> be manifesting it because this Roy guy is ridiculous on. he's incredible man honestly he, I'm yeah, blown he's, he's on he's 20 unreal. ga do you know that we've uh, not had anybody reach those kind of figures at chelsea in like time and he's like 20 he's on 20 ga and it's october. only october <laughs> yeah it's, it's he's absolutely ridiculous like there, there's ab- i um you know like i would love i would love to say oh yeah let's mount a title charge it's just not realistic uh, you know like even Arsenal look more poised to to winning the league this season than we than we are but um yeah like it will be cities yeah, i feel like going to be exactly like us last like last season i won't lie to you but i feel like that's another also, conversation i don't do anything well, mark my words I hope it's not because happen. I'm being like me saying that as well. It's not me being a hater to Arsenal. It's just I more am. that like they are. Yeah, I'll, I'll be a hater. That's fine. <laughs> it's not even that. Like they 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 just don't have good depth. So like as yeah. soon as like, someone like, gets injured, the they're fucked. Exactly, and and it exactly. will happen. So it'd be interesting to see how they get on with it once they do get those injuries, and they have to, and Arteta is forced to adapt a little bit. They've done it a little bit so far this season with the likes of Tomiyasu and that being out. But it's um, if yeah, if someone like Gabriel Jesus is injured yeah. or Odegaard gets injured, they might really yeah. struggle. Exactly, or fatigue as well, because they're gonna play a lot of Europa League games. So we'll see, we'll see how that happens. Hopefully they crumble, you know. Hopefully they crumble. I'll be waiting to laugh at them. So finally, Tori, do you want to talk about Nkuku to Chelsea? Were you surprised? Um, I'm, surprised. I'm not. I'm not surprised in this because you know I just tried to imagine as if I was bully. Like, what would I do if I was bully? If I just bought a football club and I wanted to make a mark, I would buy someone like Nkuku. That is very like you know everyone is talking about him. He's the next big thing. Blah blah blah. Exactly. Fair enough. But the manner in which they've gone about it is what is very surprising. Like, it was basically a whole secret operation 
like, <laughs> they just come on. They're like, hey, so by the way, we signed you in Kunku. I was just like, what the fuck? I'm it, does, yeah, it, it is a really strange one, but it's nice to see them getting their business done early. True. Yeah. No, but I'm surprised. Like, when is unprecedented? Because when have you ever signed a player at this time? Yes, you send them towards, like, let's say, a month to the transfer window being open, but not never in October. But that's so, good. I, I think we had yeah, Ziyech and Werner like wrapped up in like March and April. Yeah, uh, that's when my Lampard point. was in, but like, yeah, like it's nowhere near this early. Yeah, exactly. That's because I'm like, if I'm a Leipzig fan, would I question Unkuku's commitment to my club now? No, me knowing because it's confirmed. They're let to confirm that, that he's coming to Chelsea. You know, so it's like. Although I, I wouldn't I say mean... it's like a, I wouldn't necessarily say Unkunku is a statement signing. I think someone more like Jude Bellingham would be a statement signing. Fez. I mean, I can't think of anybody else actually. But I, Fez. I, I'm not gonna lie, Unkunku for me is a huge signing. Like, it I, me, I feel like sure, everyone is like, playing it because he, of <laughs> No, he's good. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's an excellent player. Actually, I really yeah. do. Um, and I think he's not just another Werner. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit spoiled because I think maybe partly it's the price tag because we're getting him for a really good deal. Uh, you yeah, know, I think it's maybe slightly more than his release clause, something like that. It was only like yeah, 50 because... something, sixty something million. So you know, yeah. I think actually may- maybe that's the reason why I'm saying it necessarily it doesn't move me. Whereas you know, yeah. Bellingham's got a fat sort of 150 million price tag on his head. So yeah, but you know, Unkunku is also valued at like in the 100 million range as well. So the fact that we're getting him for like, you know, 60 million is quite yeah. a good deal. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. And actually, when you think about what Potter could do with him, you'd be happy as well. Yeah, it yeah. could certainly be. Like, could, could really be yeah. a, uh, could, could be a, a really, really strong player for us. Again, someone who plays more like sort of that sort of uh, attacking forward, but isn't really a defined role, which I think suits Potter well because it, you know, he likes a versatile player. Yeah, yeah. and we need trust as well. <laughs> I'll leave it there. I'm we need honestly, trust. I'm, I'm gassed about any attacker coming to this club because I think all of our current ones are shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> your words are mine. Pulisic is so shit. He needs to get the fuck out. I eat Pulisic. I, do you know, yeah. I, I really, really look. I'm I'm a, I'm usually quite harsh on Pulisic. His attitude is really poor. That you know, like that's his, that's the thing for me is I find that his attitude stinks. Yeah, it's less about his football. Like, look at I like I didn't care that Werner was shit because he was always respectful. But it's yeah. one thing shit is another thing to be rude and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. We should, I want yeah. you to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I we could go on and on because like, I have so many questions to ask, but I'll just leave it there because, yeah, Tori finished it brilliantly, actually. Wanted <laughs> to be approved at the same time. Yeah, Tori, thank you so much. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I enjoyed this conversation. Oli, Tori, thank you guys for coming. I hope to have you guys again together because I think you guys make a good um, chemistry. I, can, I, don't know, I don't know if you use the word couple, but chemistry, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you guys for coming. And okay. yeah, coming to have you guys again. To me. Cheers, Tori. And oh yeah, Oli, you should go listen. Um, everybody listen by the way. You should go listen to Tori's podcast, The Blues Barbie. You should listen to yeah. it. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll give it a listen. Yeah, and 
Oli, we're still waiting for your own podcast as well. So promote. I'm well. working on it. Yeah, still working on things. So uh, hopefully it'll uh, it'll be out at some point. I'm doing a a Chelsea sort of retrospective on the 2011-12 season when we won the Champions League. So now oh, that I've said nice. it out in the public, now that I've said it out in the public, I have to actually do some more work on it. <laughs> I've got the social pressure now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, man. Honestly, man, thank you guys for coming. I really do appreciate you guys. I can't wait to talk Chelsea again with you guys and catch you guys soon. <laughs>